I see it. Everyone really got two people inside them. There's the person you show the world, and there's the person you show yourself. In the darkness, in the shadow realm, you can't hide that second one. When you step into that darkness, you best be ready for other folks to see the real you. Silway's been there before. And now, for Trevor's sake, she'll have to go again. This is Multiclass Theater. Trevor Quest. When we last left you, you were standing at the threshold of a shadowy castle. Summoning your courage, you decided to step forth into the darkness. As you step forth into the shadow, you don't feel any different. But as you look from person to person, you don't recognize what you see. Why don't you describe what your characters look like in the Shadow Realm? And we'll start with Silway. Silway <laughs> uh, looks like a very regal, proud, noble woman. She is standing up straight. She is wearing a it's very elegant but understated kind of gown. Her hair is clean and tied up in a bun and long. And on top of all that is a very shiny knight's helmet just plopped on top of her head because she is going to go rescue Trevor as his knight in shining armor. Uh, I only wish Rotan and Mist and the rest were here to see this. Mm-hmm. Point and laugh. What? <laughs> okay, who's next? Shall we go to Dookie? What does Dookie look like? So... Growing up, Dookie used to take care of sugar gliders. <laughs> Dookie always sort of wished he was a sugar glider, because when he looks at a sugar glider, he sees confidence and gusto and the ability to fly. Short distances, yes, but still fly. So when you look at Dookie, you see the body of a sugar glider but the sugar glider is glowing this nice like apricot sunny glow and it's just the sugar glider being a sugar glider is he still the same height absolutely it's a big ass sugar glider <laughs> okay who wants to go next mike adam no Amani kind of takes stock of her surroundings and the changes in her companions and feels for the most part fine until she kind of looks down at her hands which are now covered in white feathers and she reaches up and feels in front of her face a long long beak and she flips around her shield to give herself a little bit of a reflect to try and catch her reflection and says oh that's that's different as she now has the build of the, the face and neck and head of a pelican while still being clad in her silver sister armor. Excellent. Pelican. We have some interesting... Uh... <laughs> Alright, now what about our badass Zebedine? Uh, so, so Zebedine is still wearing um, sort of a similar outfit to, to what he was wearing before. But his skin seems to be a little, a little withered, and a, his a little tight over his bones, like he's a, a bit husk-like. 
and in his chest, sort of ripped in his chest, there's this this gaping hole that almost seems to like suck in the light, and um, and it's where where his heart would be. Ooh, nice. <laughs> As the group of you take stock of one another, um, you look around and you you notice that you are in the entry hall of a very well-appointed and wealthy castle. Uh, The corridor you find yourselves in has a runner, red carpet. There are suits of armor standing against the walls. There are tapestries hanging between the suits of armor. And torches flicker in a odd violet light. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm jumpier than a jackrabbit doing jumping jacks. All right, so you're Zebedine, I can tell by your voice, and you're whatever's going on with your heart. He looks down. Oh, we would you look at that? I'd rather not. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> he, he reaches in <laughs> with a hand. <laughs> well, that, that just keeps going, doesn't it? Can't you go all the way through? I don't know. It seems to be going somewhere else. Huh. All right, who's the pelican and who's the rat? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, silly. Uh, uh, just to uh, make it clear, uh, Dookie here. Ah, ah, excellent. I'm, uh, you know, not a rat, you know. I am a sugar glider. I am a respected creature, okay? Um... <laughs> Although, I guess that's a little rude to say that, uh, you know, a rat doesn't have respect, as everyone should. But, uh, you know, and uh, Dookie opens his flaps, you know, the skin flaps, the wings. (laughs) You see the wingspan of the sugar glider? You know, I can do uh, cool things now, like uh, soar in the air when I need to. But uh, this here is my, uh, my favorite creature, you know. Feel like he uh, really holds true to who I am. He's a being, you know. So you're a a sugar glider. A sugar glider, yeah. And you fly? Oh yeah. That's useful. Could Dookie do a little like run? Is there room to do a little run where we're at? Oh, there's (laughs) lots of room. I mean, the corridor is about I would say thirty feet long. It's fairly wide, maybe ten, fifteen feet wide. Cool. Uh, He has quite a quite a bit of room. Yeah, would everyone like to see a, a a proper demonstration of my wings? I would, yes. All right. Heidi ho, heidi ho. He just starts running. <laughs> and sort of jumps up, and you see Dookie fly a little bit. And this soaring apricot light, out comes sparkles from his wings. (laughs) You can tell that Dookie is the happiest he's ever been in his entire life. And then he starts to deflate just a little bit and land back down like the feather he is. Yay, that was a good demonstration, no? Did you all get some glitter? I have all the glitter I need, thank you. So as you watch Dookie soar around this corridor... Uh, you begin to hear for the first time. I mean, I think it's it's been there the whole time, but you've been preoccupied with your appearance and this strange world you find yourselves in. 
that, you hear the sounds of music drifting down the corridor. You also hear laughter, and you hear the chatter and the clinking of glasses, as if there is some sort of party going on somewhere close by. Uh, Silway lifts up the visor of her helmet and looks around. All right, we should go find out what's going on. Although first I want to know why why you're a pelican. Um, that's a good question. And she kind of pokes her bill, just like pokes at the throat pouch. I'm, I'm not entirely certain. You have unlocked my final form. <laughs> hey, um, I think you're beautiful, though. You know, you can hold a lot in your mouth. <laughs> I hope we'll find more use for your gliding ability than for my this. And she kind of tugs at her throat pouch again. No, but, you know, you never know what we'll come into contact with, you know, if we kind of want to borrow it or merely take it, you know, put it all down in there, you know? Duke, Duke, it has a great point. That is a, that is a regular bag of holding you got there hanging off your mouth. There you go. Is it bigger on the inside? I think that's a bit of a, you know, personal question, you know? She <laughs> starts to kind of, like, experiment just how wide she can open her mouth. And I don't know if you've ever seen a pelican do this, but they can basically project their throat up through the pouch. God. And she does that for a moment. Oh, that was strange. That was very strange. That Yeah, never do that again. It was strange for us as well. Don't be anything else but yourself. Okay. Eh... I guess we should move on, you know. Might as well. See what's going on with this party. You lead us, Captain. We'll follow you. To the party we go. You begin your walking down the hall. And as you do so, the music gets a little bit louder. It doesn't sound like... It sounds like it's still a little bit of a distance off. Um, at the end of the corridor, you come to uh, another hallway. Um, ahead of you is a... Uh, painting, um, a very, very large painting of a castle set high on a hill. And it is splendid in its grandeur and the richness of the rivers that run around it and the lush forests that surround it. As you look at it, you think that maybe that it could be a version of this castle in another world at another time. And as the group of you are standing there, marveling at this painting, you hear two people approaching from your right. They seem to be lost in conversation. You glance over and you see, walking towards you, is an enormous six-foot-tall stork, walking arm-in-arm with a lamp. I no longer feel quite so out of place. That's an improvement. Be our guest. Okay. <laughs> and as we get closer, <laughs> as you get closer, yes. Well, originally we seen this was all only one wing, and we knocked it down, you know. And I wanted to put on another wing, and you see, so sort of get a a a. Well, you know, renovation costs are a nightmare, but we may do, and you see, it's really turning out quite well. Please tell me the stork is, like, gesturing with his actual wings oh, when he talks yes. about... Okay, yeah. And the lamp is nodding. Like, the lampshade is, as if it was a head, is nodding along with the stork's description of his renovation. 
Okay, so I was wondering, like, are they headed in the same hallway as us, toward us? They're going to encounter us? Yeah, or... the, 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 the hallway that you... Basically, the, the corridor you were in um, dead-ended into another corridor. So they're coming perpendicular to you, crossing from right to left in front of you. Silway will gesture for the others to kind of, like, hug the wall and hide, and then she'll kind of do her stealthy thing, too, and try to stay out of sight. See if they walk past. Uh, give me a... Give me your stealth check. All of us? Well, anyone who's going to hide. I was planning to talk my way through this scenario, so... Uh, uh Dookie rolled a nine, so... <laughs> Nomani just... Nomani looks around and just kind of clanks up against the wall and holds her shield up as though she's, like, a suit of armor, like you would expect to see, you know, your stereotypical suit of armor just standing there in a castle hallway. <laughs> but she's a pelican. <laughs> but she's a pelican. <laughs> And, and that's how I'm going to interpret my stealth check of uh, four. <laughs> so wait, there's not a lot of hiding going on. <laughs> Silly was a 31, so she just... She just vanishes. Nails into shadows effortlessly, while everyone else is very conspicuous. <laughs> I also rolled a 21. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take the other shadow. <clears throat> okay, the stork and the lamp walk by, and as they pass in front of you... Uh, Nomani, the stork makes eye contact with you and just nods his head to you and then keeps on walking, engrossed in his tale of finishing the flooring and how much it costs to find a good drywall guy. And with the recent supply chain issues, (laughs) costs of materials have just gone through the roof. See, my brother had a guy that he used, and I got him for cheap. Um, Silway will gesture the others to follow her quietly, and then try to follow behind these two without being seen or heard. You're going to follow them? So they're crossing, uh, they passed you, and they continue to the left. Yes. The sounds of music you can hear are coming from the right. All right, we'll go to the music. That sounds more fun. These two are sound a bit boring <laughs> with their drywall conversations. Okay, you continue down the corridor, and at the end of it, it opens up into a vast room. It's a ballroom with glittering chandeliers hanging from the ceiling. On the right wall is a bandstand with a band playing a merry waltz. The center of the room, the tables have been pushed back to create an enormous dance floor. And on the dance floor... In mid-swing are dozens of couples in all manner of animal, object, vegetable, mineral. Some, the, the curious thing that strikes you is some appear to be pure shadow, whereas others appear to have some sort of brilliance to them. For the group of you are all still very luminescent and stand out from these stark, shadowy surroundings. I, I, I just want to jump in here and say, well, ask, uh, do, do all of you have much experience dealing with uh, other planes of reality? Uh, just the one, or the two, I guess. Something to keep in mind is they're always trying to sell you something, so... Oh, so it's like home. Well, yeah, but I wasn't going to go quite that cynical. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> Everyone's trying to sell you something, basically, but you don't always like what they're trying to sell you. Well, between that and the walls, I feel like I can manage this pretty well. Zoe strides into the room, but after lowering the visor on her uh, on her helmet first. Uh, Zebedine shrugs and, and follows. 
Dookie trots in behind. Okay, the group of you enter the room, and the partygoers seem largely indifferent to you. They seem to be caught up in their merriment, laughing, talking, dancing, playing their music. They glance at you, some smile, some give you approving nods, even, even get a few waves. But they seem very nonplussed by your arrival or your presence. Can I do an insight check to see if these look like typical ball goers or if they're like sure. controlled somehow or so they're going about their business but also just taking a moment to what give us a stink eye? No, not even the stink eye. More like you you've like think about it, you've entered a party and the the party grower goers some are waving at you, some smiling, some giving you a head like a little nod of the head. Okay. Welcoming you to this party. 23 on my insight check. From what you could tell, they don't seem to be controlled. Whatever's happening seems genuine. Okay. okay. You look in their eyes and you don't see any like faraway dazed looks or anything like that. It's they're they're genuinely enjoying the music and genuinely glad to see us. They're genuinely enjoying themselves. As you move your way further in the room, you see that the walls of the room are lined with tables filled with food. All manner of sweets and meats and breads. It's even a punch bowl, bottles of wine, and scurrying to and fro across the floor are small beavers carrying trays of drinks. <laughs> Busy, you might say. <laughs> you might. I mean, the beavers are new. That's not like home. Who's at the head of the hall? Uh, there's nobody. It seems like the entire hall is oriented toward the bandstand. Yes. Um, is... Who, other than the band, is there anyone, are there any chairs posted uh, near the head of the hall? One might call them perhaps a throne. There is a single chair at the head of the hall, which is currently empty. Is there a, a, a insignia or anything in the... Uh, you can do an investigation check. Investigation or perception, since I'm just looking... Uh, perception, unless you're going to move closer and actually investigate. Yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna... Ah, there we go, 27. Uh, yes, there seems to be a small, almost placard, upon the throne itself. But you'd have to get closer to read what it says. I'm going to move towards this throne. Figure out who we're dealing with. Okay, in order to do so, you will have to cross the dance floor. Ooh. Which is in full waltz at the moment. And as we've established, I do not understand timekeeping, so this <laughs> will be fantastic. I I guess I'm going to waltz my heavily armored storky ass across the dance floor? <laughs> I was going to give you, I was going to say, you have one of two options. You could do a simple dexterity check to try to avoid the dancers, or you could do a athletics check oh, or what? acrobatics athletics. check. I, uh, athletics. No, I like the, I like the sound of to athletics. To try to waltz your way across. Now, will you be doing this with a partner or on your own? <laughs> I thought she was going to make you do a skill challenge. <laughs> Shush you. Uh, don't spoil this for me. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Uh, she looks at Silway, at Zebedine, and at Dookie. And puts her ha puts her arms around her shield like a partner and proceeds to dance <laughs> into the midst. Silway <laughs> so, like, groans loudly and approaches Nomadi and pushes the shield aside. Clank, 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 clank. Okay, clank. this is embarrassing. 
<laughs> she grabs Nomadi for a, a partner. Yeah, if you if you take Silway with you, you will get advantage because Silway knows how to do this. All right, and she's dressed for the occasion. I'm glad we have that advantage. Uh, Nineteen. Okay. Oh wow, you two make the striking couple <laughs> as you begin to waltz your way around the floor. Adam, I'm expecting, I'm expecting a waltz here when we air this. Love a good waltz. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we going, by the way? Are you? Did you? Are you trying to get somewhere? I'm dancing up towards the. Who's uh, leading? Silway's <laughs> leading. She's the leading type. Okay. Uh, Nomani knows where she's going, so she's leading. <laughs> and there's a battle of wills happening. This yeah, is... this never works when you're when you're trying to dance with two people who are leading. It's, it doesn't work. It yeah. Does not so go how do you want to resolve this? I love this. Uh, let's do a. Wow, let's okay. Um, <laughs> I guess athletics check. Let's much like let's uh, let's like your grappling. Let's see who wins. It's gonna be a like strength. If you both win. Does that mean you fall down? Like what? I like that it's it's a waltz and we're like arm wrestling through it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a twenty for me. God damn it. Okay, <laughs> six. Okay, Domani wins. Silway was never taught to lead; she just tried. So she. Okay, whatever, whatever, whatever you need to tell yourself. But that that would be very true. That Silway would have been taught to follow. Mm-hmm. So she's she's irritated by her uh, being forced back into that that role for the dance, but she lets it happen. I just want to get a closer look at that throne, see if we can figure out whose whose castle this is, who's uh, who's in charge here, who's. Very good question. Is a throne, you think? It looks... Well, it's the seat at the head of the hall, so it's typically... Mm, fair enough. Silway will also, like, keep an eye out around the room, like, for, let's say, power dynamics, to see if she identify, like, who's the most important or popular person in the room. If there's anyone that, like, everyone else is trying to court or get um, closer to. Hey, oh, uh, Zebedine. Hey, uh, do you uh, fancy yourself uh, much of a dancer? I have been known to be a bit of a dancer in my time. Ooh. Why wow. are you asking? Well, you know, I uh, I bought a package deal of classes back home at the Freda Claire House of Movement and Sweet Goods. <laughs> I didn't end up getting a bit of, of movement out of it. I thought maybe this was the time to give it a try. And, you know, I'm a bit more... Uh, I don't know, in this garb I have on, you know, feel feel a bit classy with this glow around me. Would you do me the honor of a waltz? Well, I thought you would never ask. So I'm sure we have to roll for this, but I'm really hoping it's the most beautiful thing everyone in this room has ever seen. <laughs> well, go ahead and roll. We, we don't have anywhere to go. We're just... <laughs> I love it. Um, what do you want us to roll? Athletics? Athletics. <clears throat> with advantage. I'll give you advantage on I, it. It's a sugar glider with, like, glitter streaming off of it, dancing with this hideous thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's a seven. It's awkward. You don't know if it's just the your unfamiliarity with your partner, or it's just the height difference, perhaps. But you're... You're not really killing it out there on the dance floor. But we think we are. Yes, that's you are enjoying yourselves, and that's all that matters. <laughs> okay. So meanwhile, Nomani and Silway, the dance has rotated around. The floor has rotated around. And you find yourselves in front of the throne. 
and sitting or resting there on the seat of this throne, which has a lovely velvet cushion. It's carved in ornate dark wood. Is a placard, not written in common. Is it written in a language you recognize? I don't know. What languages do you uh, know or speak? Common, Turin, and Ancient. None of those three. I got Common, Orc, Sylvan, and Turin. Nomani, you recognize the language as Sylvan. Oh, what do it say? <laughs> it says, for our queen, soon she will come. Right, right, right. I'm remembering, I'm remembering kind of why we ended up in here in the first place. The Shadow Queen. Did you read that? It says, for our queen, soon she will come. It's a little creepy, but that means she's not here yet. Hence the empty throne. Which is good, if I'm remembering our... I think so. I mean, Shadow Queens are not generally the best queens. Then the next question is, how do we find Trevor and figure out how to get out of here? That is another matter, isn't it? As the two of you are standing in front of the throne, talking, suddenly the music stops. The dancers stop. And they turn to face the bandstand. And they applaud politely. The band leader, a flamboyant marmoset, bows. <laughs> as does the rest of the small chamber orchestra. Suddenly, one of the violinists steps forward and begins to play a lovely, haunting, dirge-like melody. The doors on the other side of the ballroom, the other side from the side you entered, open. A set of double doors you had not not noticed before. And in comes a procession, led by a small, fluffy throw pillow. It bounces more than it walks. It tumbles, it cartwheels, and bounds its way up on stage. The crowd cheers. This purple velvet throw pillow bows. It waves its tassels to the crowd, and then it holds its little points up and waves its tassels, and the crowd grows silent. <clears throat> yes, hello, everybody. It is so good to see you on this auspicious occasion. I hope you've been enjoying the party so far. Hasn't it just been wonderful? Oh, look. And the throw pillow looks at you, Nomani. And you, Silway. We have some visitors. Yes, yes. Applaud for them. And the crowd begins to applaud. <laughs> Zebedine starts to applaud. <laughs> oh, and I see more, more visitors. Come up on stage. Come join us. And the pillow gestures the four of you to come up on stage. Dookie, uh, are you seeing a throw pillow talking? I, I am, sir. Okay. I am. It's not just me. Uh, no, no, but, uh, you know, kind of excites me a little, you know. I haven't seen that much of the world, but, uh, now I can go home. Say I saw a throw pillow talking. Do you get asked a lot if you've seen a throw pillow talking? You'd be surprised what people in small towns talk about, you know. It seems like an odd thing to have on your list. Well, I guess we, we should go up. Yeah, why not, you know. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> oh, lots of stuff. <laughs> TPK. I mean, that's probably the worst that could happen. Uh, so, do you head up to the stage? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go up to the stage. 
Nomani shrugs and hoists herself up to the uh, up to the stage as well. Sole hesitates and kind of waves, like, "No, I'm okay. I'm good back here. Thank you." No, fairy, come, come, join us up here, please. Oh, look, look how bashful she is. Such a lady. Damn it, Diana! You know how to taunt Sole, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. At that, at that, Sole's like, and then <laughs> heads up to the stage. There they are. Everyone give them such a warm applause. Yes, yes, we are. Very. So tell us, what news do you bring of the outside? Um, uh, I don't, uh, <laughs> we're here because, uh, a town is wreathed in mist and we're looking for her missing boyfriend not my boyfriend oh you don't say oh listen people listen have you seen the queen the and as, as the pillow says that you hear whispers begin to cascade through the room the queen the queen the queen I'm thinking of the gnomes from gravity falls now queen queen <laughs> <laughs> the uh the shadow queen the queen you refer to. Yes, yes. Have you seen the queen? The queen comes. You are harbingers of the queen. Are we now? Yes, we are. Uh, Rejoice! The harbingers have arrived. And the crowd almost shrieks in ecstatic unison. Rejoice! Nomani mouths why at uh, Zebedine. Uh... <laughs> Give us some huddle up, people. Huddle, huddle up. <laughs> team meeting. Team meeting. Dookie is the first one to step out of this little. Oh no. Um, <laughs> of this little uh, hub we have. Hold, uh, Dookie, Dookie, back it. <laughs> no, no. I have something I have to say. Oh, all right. <laughs> Well, I wish my birthday wasn't on a leap year, eh, dookie here. Hey, everybody. I wouldn't necessarily say that we're harbingers of, uh, of much, you know? Anything I've been a harbinger of was, uh, the root beer made in my hometown. You see here, we have, um, two crowns. And dookie looks and asks for the box of crowns. Oh, that's that's right. And Numani uh, fishes out the fox marked box, the fox box, unlocks the fox box, and damn, can I push that one more? Nope. You see here, what she's holding up. That's what we were told to come and bring here, and present to the shadow queen, or king, or whoever is in charge here. So we are just the as crown. anxious. Wait, I'm not done. Hold on. <laughs> so, you see, we're just as anxious, you know, as all you people are, to see these royal people that are supposed to come and uh, do something real magical, you know. So, we're just as happy to be here. Yeah. I don't know. I just sort of felt called to look at all each of you. And uh, tell you how grateful I am to have uh, been an acquaintance with you. So uh, don't hurt us. 
<laughs> I am no threat to anyone except Rupier. Okay? So uh, that's all I had to say. We're not just going to hand the crown over, though. You have the crown. Give me the crown. No. You are the harbingers. That means you take the crown and you place it. Yes, you place it. You place it. It is time. We'll get better, but first we have questions. No question. It's time. Take the crown. Come. Come with me. Together we see the queen. We find the king. There is nothing ominous about this at all. The throw pillar starts to... It actually doesn't even walk. It kind of cartwheels off of the stage. And then begins to turn end over end towards the double doors. (laughs) It stops at the entrance and begins to wave its tassels at you. I hate and love this place. (laughs) So much at the same time. To me, bring the crown. Bring the crown to me. What's what's the rest of the crowd doing? What what is their reaction? They're whispering amongst themselves, and you can hear fragments of the crown. They have the crown. The hobbit just. It is time. They're okay. They're excited. They're very excited. Okay. Cool. We're not just gonna hand it over, are we? This is our leverage. Leverage for what? We need to find out what happened. Why? What happened to the town? And Trevor. Who do you think can answer that best? A pillow or the queen? <laughs> that question is absurd. I'm a pelican. <laughs> I, I would think that the, 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 the queen would be best able to answer that question. And then he, he gives a very significant glance to, to Silway. I can't read your facial expression. <laughs> you all want to just give this crown over to these people. I didn't say that. You know, Silway, I don't think... Any one of us has said that, you know? I'm, I think you got it in your head. I'm whispering here, Captain, but I, what if we told them that you were the queen? I mean, I am dressed apart. These folks seem to be a few cloves short of a pesto, if you know what I mean. They might have expectations of their queen that I'm not sure I can fulfill. Hey, wait a minute. Yo, wait. I think, does any one of us have a, a bit of a magic... Sort of, we need a, a reveal for you, you know? Anybody, we could do a little magic trick or something, or, you know, do a disguise and you unveil yourself as the queen. I have lots of stuff like that. Okay, well, show us. Right now? I mean, when else, you know? I, you want me to look like a shadow queen right now? I know I'm not the smartest one here, but I'm, yeah, you know? <laughs> I think that's the point. <laughs> I say we hold the disguise in our pocket until we know what is going on around here. I guess we just follow the pillow for now. But the pillow oh, wants the so, crown. So we're back around to... Okay, yes, let's go follow <laughs> the pillow. Your call, Cap. Alright, follow the pillow. Follow the pillow. I follow the pillow. <laughs> follow the pillow brick road. Follow the pillow brick road. Sorry, oh my god, that was like my mind. That my mind spoke. <laughs> Fuck. I'm sorry. Okay, so the group of you follow the throw pillow, and you exit the ballroom. This whole episode is full of things I never thought I would hear out loud. And you find yourselves in an ornate dining room with a long, elegant table, which is set for dinner. It looks like this table could easily seat 20 people around it with chairs at both ends for guests of honor. The table is set awaiting such guests. Candles flicker atop it. 
The throw pillow doesn't seem to pay this any mind and leads you across the room and through another set of double doors in the left-hand wall. The doors open up to a massive chamber made of cold, dark stone. To your right, at the end of the chamber, set six steps above the floor, is an ornate wood throne. The throne is so large that it almost seems to curl over at the top as if it would swallow someone sitting atop it. And you notice, much like the other throne, there is a placard resting on its seat. Well, what do this one say? So, Namani, you cross the chamber, and your footfalls echo on the stone floor. And as you climb the steps, you see written in that same sylvan tongue, reserved for the king, he will come. On the opposite end of the chamber, the throw pillow has paused in front of massive stone doors. It is cartwheeling, cartwheeling, spitting, whipping its tassels in a frenzy. Now over here, come down back over here. Pay no mind to the throne. The queen awaits, the king awaits. Come, come. Seems to me that this is where the king and queen belong. Well, yes, yes it is. But they are not here. You must bring them. You must find them. You carry what calls to them, what belongs to them. Come, do come. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Tassel, Mr. Pillow. My name is Reginald Dubois. Mr. Doobie. Um, oh, Dubois. Duanya. Mr. Duanya. Um, Dubois. With a B. Right, yeah. Dubois. And um, Mr. Um, could you give us a little uh, history lesson, you know? Where'd they go? What happened to him? They were imprisoned by an evil monster. Uh, um, like a monster or like monster cheese? No, like a monster. A monster came and sent them away, far away, and tried to gobble up all of their land. Ooh. What kind of monster? The worst kind of monster. Have you heard of the Fae? Do not trust the Fae. They are evil trickster monsters. Well, I think that's an all-inclusive statement, you know. Those usually aren't, uh, aren't what I tend to go for. But, uh, I'm sure there are some of them that are, you know, real not good. Out of curiosity, how do you feel about red caps? And hinky punks. I don't like them one bit. We do not allow them inside the castle. Heffalumps, woozles, how, how do you feel about them? <laughs> I believe they try to steal my honey. I, and uh, another question, I, I hope you won't take this personally, but I was wondering uh, what you were before you were Pillow, if you remember. Before I was what I am, I have always been what I am, just as you have always been what you are, and she, and he, and she. So you've always uh, looked like a pillow, externally speaking. Or was there a time when you looked like something different on the outside, but inside were still a pillow? I guess that's the distinction that I am looking for here. I don't... There was a time 
when I hid what I was and who I was, and I was ashamed. But that time is gone. I am as I am. I am who I am. And I love who I am. And you should love who you are. Well, okay, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves there. <laughs> what if I love hating myself? I f- feel very sad for you if you hate yourself. There is joy in realizing who you are and becoming the fullest realization of who you are. You see a pillow. I see someone who provides comfort and joy. Someone soft to cuddle up to after a long day. Someone to give rest to the weary and comfort to the bereaved. I see a footrest. And I would take that burden if it should give you comfort to rest your feet after a long journey, to soothe you and nurture you so that you could be the best version of you. And and when you were a, a pillow in the closet, as it were, uh, <laughs> were, were you living here in, in this, this, uh, this shadowy place, or uh, were, you, were you living somewhere else? I seem to remember I was once... Yes, I was once the mayor. Oh, the mayor of... Uh, of, of uh, the town that's, that's not too far away, you know, just outside I the, think the castle so. walls. And... I think I was. Ah, uh, see. What was the name of that of that town you were the mayor of? I believe it was Tian. Tian, okay. And how long ago was that, do you think? I don't know. I could not tell you. Time is meaningless in the Shadow Realm. Has it been a week, a month, a year? A thousand years. One of those is true. so beyond these doors is what you seek none of us can go out there but you can Uh, out where exactly beyond the doors and into the light oh I see I think I see you're not a you're not a fan of light are you this is my home now yeah and it will be your home too when you return I suppose it's not out of character for Pillow to, to dislike light. So you're saying you're saying through these doors it's it's gonna gonna get all bright and uh, kinda like the old world again. I do not know what is on the other side of the light. Only I cannot bear to cross it. And it is not my destiny to cross it. I have fulfilled my destiny. I have brought you to the door. But you know that what we seek is beyond better. Yes. How do you know that? It was told to me. So you were told that Trevor is behind that door? I was told the queen is behind that door. The king is behind that door. And you shall set them free. I see. And who told you that? The whispers. So the voices in your head told you that? The whispers are all around. You need only listen. Well, I normally do trust whispers, but... hmm. (laughs) Sounds a bit ominous. So you find yourself standing before two immense stone doors. They do not so much have handles, but enormous stone rings that you could pull to open them, should you so choose. Yeah, Nomani's going to grab those rings. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, give me a uh, strength check. Or athletics, if you so choose. That would be fine. Athletics is great. Uh, 23. Okay. 
with the grinding of stone, you pull the doors open and you avert your eyes as you're blinded by brilliant white light. You cannot see what lies beyond the threshold of the door. The light is just too bright. As you do so, as you open these doors, you notice that the pillow tumbles backwards away from the light. And as you glance back over your shoulder, you notice that the crowd from the ballroom has followed you into this chamber. And they too scurry backward from the light. But they watch just out of its reach in eager anticipation. So I guess we go into the light? I suppose. I don't know, really know what to make of all this. We can't see anything, yes? It's just like very it's bright like light. It's like as if you're facing a wall of light. Okay. I don't usually take direction from furniture. How often do you enter the shadow realm? Uh, I, this is my second time. Wait, this is... I feel like that is probably some information that should have been shared. I don't know. The moment we arrived? I do think it was mentioned before, to be honest. Yeah, let's go with that. I probably mentioned it. Sure. There, there was this whole thing where where we, uh, we, we, you know, we talked a little bit about... Uh, Captain Silway being here before, and then I revealed that I was uh, a bounty hunter trying to track down Roton, and it was this whole thing. We still need to talk about that some more at some point. <laughs> I've, well, I failed I fail to see the relevance. I put a pin in that. Hold on a moment. <laughs> I think I'm putting some things together here. Do you love Roton? <laughs> Do I love what? Here we are looking for this fella who say you don't really care about that much. I didn't say I don't care. I said he's not my boyfriend. I bet it's just you you really like Roton and this is all just an elaborate scheme to take me across the continent away from him. Is that what this is? I assure you I am not in love with Roton. (laughs) I might be the only woman on Earth who is not in love with Roton, but... (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I am actually diverting you away from him. That is that is true. Ed, do you happen to be the only uh, woman in your uh, old party? <laughs> you used to party with Roton. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me rethink. That was uh, no. Winley, Winley is also a woman. So Winley's in love with Roton then. <gasps> That's true. Wait, no, it's not. That sounds not true at all. <laughs> How did we get on this topic? Well, you said every woman was in love with him. It seems like it. I don't know. It just seems pretty clear to me that, uh, for being in love with this fella, that, as you so claim, you certainly are not doing a very good job of showing it. As the group of you stand in front of the doors <laughs> having this conversation, you hear from the back of the crowd say, Go through the light! <laughs> Anytime now. <laughs> Hey, old guys, let's go through the light, you know. What what harm can it do? <laughs> it can do a lot of harm. A lot of harm. <laughs> I reckoned I'd be quite a bit older before something told me to step into the light, but uh, okay. Dookie steps into the light. Uh, Nomani follows. Soleil watches cautiously to see if they burst into flames. They step into the light and to your eyes vanish as you cannot see beyond the light. Zebedine sticks an arm in. Okay, you stick your arm in. And screams in agony. No, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, no, no problem. Well, guess we can continue this conversation 
on the other side, and he steps through. <laughs> okay, he light. steps through. Silway, you see him disappear as well, and you are the lone <laughs> person. She pauses on this side of the light, looks over the crowd and the throw pillow, wondering if maybe someone in that crowd is actually Trevor, and she hasn't realized it yet. <laughs> and then sighs and, like, trudges through the light. Okay, you trudge through the light. And as the group of you cross the barrier of light, you find that you are once again yourselves. You find yourselves in a vast courtyard, illuminated by daylight. Around you, plants creep their way towards the center, pushing their way upwards through cracks in the ancient tiles. In the center of the courtyard is a crumbling stone fountain. Vines twist their way across the basin and upwards over the once beautiful centerpiece. Seated on the fountain's edge, closest to you, it is, a what, is, it is what appears to be a statue of... I would like each one of you to roll a six-sided die. Whoa. Oh, booty. Four. Dose. Dookie, two. Zebedine, two. Silway, you see... Seated on the edge of the fountain, a statue of a beautiful woman. Zebedine, Nomani, Duki. You see, seated on the edge of the fountain, the statue of a beautiful man. Unlike the rest of the courtyard, the statue looks pristine, as if carved of the purest white marble. Splayed across the statue's lap, unmoving, is Trevor. Oh. Silly rushes over. Who the devil is that? That's him. That's Trevor. That's Trevor. Yes, right here. As you brush over to his side, to the limp form of Trevor, you see that he's dressed in very heroic garb. Black leather armor with chain beneath. A velvet cloak trails off one shoulder. His sword and weaponry are on his belt. His crossbow leans against the fountain. His face is as you remember it, except he looks as if he's trying to grow facial hair. It's patchy at best, but he's trying. And also, beneath him, lying on the ground, is what appears to be a smaller statue of a dragon. Does the dragon look familiar at all? Uh, yes, it does. Okay. Um, yeah, so he rushes over and, like, kneels down in front of Trevor and just, like, does a quick inspection like what's what's going on is he responsive is he breathing uh give me a medicine check uh 16 he doesn't appear to be breathing but his skin is still warm detect magic there's a lot of magic everywhere everywhere the statue is magic trevor's magic the dragon statue is magic several of trevor's weapons are magic does any of it look like illusion magic no there's no other way out of this courtyard that we can see. No, no other way. All right. She starts panicking a little bit and just like, like kind of slapping his cheek a little bit. Like, wake up. What's, why aren't you breathing? Like trying to move him around and, and shake him a little bit. You shake him and he's just like a limp. It's like shaking a rag doll. Uh, she pulls him out of the arms of the statue, kind of onto the ground into her lap instead. He, um, this statue right here, you think this might be the king? Frozen in time or something? Which statue? This one right here. Whips. The one right there. She looks up briefly from Trevor to look around. I don't see a king. It, 
What do you see? I see Trevor unconscious. I'm trying... And she's kind of continues no, to like no. impotently shake him or try to wake him up or whatever. No, this, this statue right here is a king. That's the most beautiful king I've ever seen. I mean, that's your opinion, you know? <laughs> hey, hey, what about we try to put the uh, a crown on him? Oh, I'm sorry your friend isn't doing well. Okay, yeah, let... This is the reason I came here. Crown, shroud, shadow king, shadow queen, I don't care. Trevor needs attention. Everything might wake up, though. If you put the crown on, you know, maybe the magic... And it might attack us. You never know. Yeah, but exactly, you never know. Unless you try. I I I think there are other things that we might try first. (laughs) Go ahead, then. Can we get Trevor out of the lap of the statue? Uh, Silway already pulled okay, she Trevor already out pulled. and onto okay. the ground. So she's kind of on the ground cradling Trevor's... Yeah, it's like she's kneeling and Trevor is kind of resting on her knees. And she's like like poking him and slapping him a little bit and trying to shake him awake, but no luck. Does anyone have a dispel magic? Uh, I don't have much. I'm just kind of here. I wonder if this is some sort of spell or... I don't know. He's clearly got magic all over him. Can I... Do some do uh, some kind of check to try and assess what kind of spell we're looking at. Uh, sure. I'll do Arcana as well, just to see if I can tell from its, its aura. Yeah, I guess I guess Arcana is the going to be the check, huh? I cannot tell from its aura. Drum drum roll, please. Thirteen. The spell is necromancy. On Trevor. On Trevor and the statue. Oh. What about the dragon statue? Uh, the dragon statue as well. See here. There's somebody alive in there. I'm telling you now. Alive in where? In the rock. In the statue. In the statue? I'm telling you. You think it's the queen? I, I think it's one of the two. Either the king or either the queen. Maybe they're locked in there together. You don't know. So does no one have a spell magic or anything we can do to wake him up? Not at a lousy uh, fifth level, no. Alas, no. No. What what was it that, that, that the pillow guy said? He, uh, that the queen would come first and then the king? There was an order, wasn't there? Was there? Am I misremembering? So, uh, Sylvie, so you see a, uh, the statue in the form of a woman. Is that so? That one right there? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like, the, looks like a, a queen or, or a beautiful woman. Well, alley-oop. See, we're seeing something different, okay? Oh, I'm seeing a man. What about you, Zebedine? You I'm seeing a also, man? I'm also seeing a man, yeah. You, Numani? You seeing uh, a man? Yes, its features look traditionally masculine. So, there's some kind of illusion magic going on here. So maybe you have to do something first. What? Because you see the queen. But, like what? Like, put the, put the crown on the queen and summon the shadow queen? That sounds... Terrible. I'm gonna go try talking to the pillow again. Zebedine <laughs> <laughs> walks back through the door. <laughs> if he can. You can walk back through the light. Yeah, okay, he'll walk back through the light. You walk back through the light, and as you cross into the room, your form is silhouetted against the brilliant light. The crowd arranged in front of you gasps. And then as you step forward, revealing yourself. It sighs, crestfallen, that it's you. 
and not the king <laughs> or the queen. Well, uh, okay, I don't know. I mean, you don't need to show your disappointment <laughs> there. Hey, okay, so so uh, we, we got to the other side, and uh, and did it's you weird. see the queen? Uh, well, maybe. Um, and did you give her a crown? So so I, I want to clarify a few things. So so this prophecy of yours. Uh, does it involve an order of, of king versus queen? It involves the crown. Okay. Give the crown to the queen. Okay. Uh, Place it on the king's head. What? And they will come. Okay. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and then what? Exactly. And then we will rejoice. Uh-huh. And then? They will return to take their place and rule. Uh-huh. And then? Who's to say I cannot speak for the queen or the king? Yeah, but but if you were to speculate, I mean, what what would be sort of an ideal... It is not my uh, role to speculate. I oh. am a servant. Oh. As are you, as are we all. Oh, stuff it, pillow. Just give me your opinion. <laughs> How long were you waiting to use that one? <laughs> <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> It is you who must choose. It is you who must place the crown upon their head and free them. But, but okay, but that's not a choice, right? Because you want us to do both of them. Both of who? Well, you, the king and queen. Oh, yes. so we choose if we want the king or if we want the queen. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> can, I just, can I just say something out of game? I'm like... Totally just want to stick this crown on, and I'm not scared of it at all. And everybody yeah, else is I, I so of, fearful, I and I don't like, get I, it. I presume that this conversation is happening what? in real time with whatever is happening on the other side. And Zebedine might be very surprised by what happens. Well, we're supposed to give the crown to the king and queen. This has been the goal from the beginning. Which we were told to do by a crazy person and a bunch of crazy people. <laughs> and a pillow. Well, the cultist said to summon the shadow demon. I don't see why we shouldn't do that. Now, I seem to recall somebody going ahead and summoning a Shoggoth just for funsies. And how'd that turn out? It turned out great, I mean, actually. Fine for us, so, yeah. I think Nomani's gonna put that crown up there. Our instructions were to put the crown, give the crown to the king and queen. There's the king. It's the same... We see a king... Silway sees a queen. It's the same statue. There's one crown. But what? A, but Trevor is unconscious. We need to... Yes, and what spell do you have? I have no spell to fix him. Hold on one second. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, you said there's a fountain in this courtyard? Uh, yeah, it's a dry fountain. Dry fountain. Basically. Shit. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, then Silway is going to fish through her backpack, um, pull out her water skin, and the chalice of healing that she has that we always forget about. And pour some water into that chalice. Okay. Assuming it turns into a potion. Yes, the chalice glows. You have yourself a potion. And then she will open Trevor's mouth and dump it in there, potentially drowning him. (laughs) (laughs) You, You dump the potion down his throat. And he seems to drink it, or it seems to go down his throat. Um... Fairly easily, but it doesn't seem to stir him at all. Ah! Uh, and she is, she's been holding Trevor up to get the water down his throat, and then she just, like, lets go, and he plops back down onto her knee. All right. Uh, well, I'm out of ideas. Fine. Summon the queen. Maybe the queen can tell us what's going on. 
I mean, it it looks to me to be the same spell, you know. So you'd think if the spell would unlock, you know, the king and the queen, it would unlock Trevor and his dragon friend, you know. I, at this point, I'll try anything. All right, well, there we are. good, because we haven't been trying it the whole time. So, <laughs> yeah, put that crown on. Namani <laughs> hefts the crown up to the top of the statue. Okay, so you are in... You are stepping up onto the fountain to place the crown upon the statue's head. Sure. Adam, what are you doing? Are you still talking to the pillow, or...? I mean, from a sociological perspective, <laughs> folks seem to have a, a deeply ingrained sense that uh, when when this royalty comes back, that everything's going to be hunky-dory. But, but you're already dancing around and having a good time. So I guess I just don't... I, I'm wondering where that originates from. Can you, can you explain that to me? Is that... Is that uh, it is true. Is that we much are joyous and we are rejoicing in this small glimmer of life that the king and queen have given us, but they can carry this forth and cover the world. Oh, oh, uh, like the the bright and shiny world. That, that, yes, and that share you, this you with all peoples. From. And then everyone can everywhere be, uh, can find their true selves and live up to their own potential. Excellent. Hey, hey, yeah, everyone can be uh, throw pillows or... Eggplants yes. or blackberries or whatever yes, they want to be. Yes, you get it. Yeah. You understand. You understand your role. Oh, I understand completely. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, for clarifying that. Um, all right. I, I'm just going to go back in. And, <laughs> and so, so Sevenine turns around to see the crowd being Exactly. <laughs> Sevenine walks back in to the light. You're about to open your mouth to speak. <laughs> when Namani places the crown upon the statue's head. And, oh boy, okay, this is, uh, <laughs> this is great. Namani places the crown upon the statue's head, and the light vanishes. You find yourselves in absolute darkness, and suddenly it starts to get brighter, as if this violet Shadow begins to emerge from where the shat, where the statue sat, out of the fountain itself, enveloping the entire courtyard. Uh, uh, take it off! Take it off! Take it off! <laughs> uh, okay, I will pull this. Try and pull the crown back off. Okay, give me a, I guess, athletics check. Never skip arm day. Twenty. Dirty twenty. Just... I'm just imagining now the dwarf who uh, woke up the Balrog in Moria. He, like, picks up a rock. And he's like, I'm just going to put that back. <laughs> that was too deep. <laughs> <laughs> just a little too deep. <laughs> you reach for the crown, or you attempt to yank it off the statue's head. And suddenly you hear, in your mind, Nomani. No. <laughs> the fountain... <laughs> that you were standing on begins to shift as the earth begins to move and shift and shape around you. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Ha <laughs> dirty 20. You leap back as the earth encloses around you. It seemed intent upon trapping you. No, no. The statue <laughs> rises in the air. It is floating in front of you. Arms spread. 
dark shadow pours from its eyes and swirls about it. Silway at your feet. Trevor begins to rise as well, floating in midair, hanging before you like a marionette. She grabs him and pulls. You grab, you pull, but you cannot seem to pull him down. You can hang on to him, but he's only right. He's only floating four or five feet off the ground. But he's just hanging there, his head limp, his arms outwards, his head raises, his eyes open. Violet, shadowy light pour forth from them. And he speaks in a voice that it hi- that is his, but also deep and terrible. You cannot give it. You cannot take back what is given. Bow before your king and queen. I would like everybody to make a perception check, please. All 15. Terrible. 14. 13. 11. Nomani, you see before you flickering in the shadow. The statue seems to shift. At one moment you see the figure of a man. The next, the figure of a woman. And the next, a figure of a fox. The Trevor puppet speaks again. I will give you one opportunity to save this mortal life. Do you accept this boon? That that one? <laughs> Zebedine points at Trevor. Or, uh, or c- collectively. This one. All right, let's do it. I'll save his life, whatever. Do you all agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, a great and uh, powerful uh, <laughs> Shadow King Queen. Uh, you know, uh, just uh, just saying uh, how, how great it was that we were the ones who um, got to kind of to wake you up. Silway is, is going to talk directly to Trevor. What are you saying? What, what boon are you talking about? A quest. A quest is not a boon. I will grant you the boon of this mortal's life if you complete the quest. <sighs> all right. All right, fine. That's why we're here. Do you all accept? Oh, yeah. Truly. Uh, For sure. Uh, wonderful, wonderful proposition, King Queen. Uh, wh- whatever. You may call me Shinnok. 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 So, wait, give me a history check. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the accent is on the, the first syllable. Do I have that right? 18 history check. So, wait, you've heard this name before. In what context? Is it, <laughs> one of the, is it the Court of Five Shadows? It, it is. Okay. Uh, so, th- at that point, she will actually look up from Trevor finally towards the statue. Shinnok? You see the statue is floating there expressionless. But you still see it as the queen. Oh god, I know what Faye locked it up. <laughs> At least I have my suspicions. You said Chinook. The God, I hate the Faye so much. <laughs> Always great to vocalize that in front of the Faye. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Good life choices. If only she's been more tactful. I don't know. You want us to make a deal with the Faye for Trevor's life? No. I want you to kill a Faye. For oh. Trevor's life. Oh, why didn't you say so? Which one? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I know I've been a big humdinger, you know, about this putting a crown on and all. 
but you know maybe we could just take a, a step back you know killing someone you know that's that's a bit harsh and that's not uh, someone a fae <laughs> oh, you know it's there's that judgment again so we you know we talked about it before there are things you need to need to look on the inside you know it's not fair when you do that stuff to people okay it's not people it's fey they're different oh we're really getting you know you're really digging that hole. I, I you know? do not know that this is the best time for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do hate to interject. I just, I, I don't know if I can put my own, uh, you know, responsibility and and soul, you know, on the killing of someone else. I always told you that. I, I don't like doing that. Well, there's a life in front of you right now that needs saving. It's okay. I'll watch. Okay, and I'll pray later. Which fae do you want us to kill? And she's looking directly at Trevor again. Which which fae? You must kill Rogarsith. <laughs> Dogsith, right? If I remember right, that's. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Deal. Trevor's life for killing Do- Dogsith. <sighs> she looks around eagerly at everyone else. Right. Right. We're like all agreed to this. This is an obvious, obviously good proposition. I have agreed to watch. I mean, it, it might take a while, and I have these other bounties that I have to have. No, to no, you need to stay on. with me, far oh, away from uh, Rotan and other bounties. Look, uh, this this dog Seth person, uh, <laughs> real, real weak character, <laughs> sort of uh, just just a knife in the back sort of situation. Probably, yeah. I'm I'm asking the. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the I imagine he is stronger than he was but he is or has been imprisoned himself for a long time until he was freed um and uh I'm out of ideas so hypothetically speaking this is nothing (laughs) that I plan to follow through on what if we accept and then don't do it then this mortal will remain my slave forever so you just like put him back into the state he will serve me in this castle as my valet as my jester even if we sail off to another land maybe or you know become pirates on the sea you'll you'll still still find him and take him back he is staying here no that was not part of the agreement yeah uh, just spitballing here what what if you uh if you let him go and then we go kill uh, this this dog uh, character. I am the one who strikes the bargain, not you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm pitching ideas, right? So so you could make that the bargain, and then we'd agree to it. No. Why, why would you say no? I mean, it's such a good deal. So, Namani, what are you doing during all of this? Is I think waiting, <laughs> like waiting for one of the waiting for the waveform to collapse into one of those two possibilities, <laughs> where in either. We fight this thing right here and now, or I don't like that. Kind of, re- yeah. Or everyone picks up that there aren't a lot of options, a lot of other <laughs> options. Sylvia looks around at her friends. I am not leaving this courtyard without this man right here. He is coming with us. <sighs> I will give you five minutes to decide. I've decided. I'm taking Trevor with me, whether he's conscious or not. Trevor begins to raise farther off the ground. She holds on reach. tight. No, she holds you on hold tight. You hold on tight? Yep. <laughs> All right, give me a athletics check. 
22 athletics to hang on to Trevor. Okay, you hang on to him. Uh, and you two are raised off the ground as you clutch his legs. She swings her legs up to get a better hold on him and then... All right, so if you've wrapped yourself around Trevor, what are the rest of you going to do? Uh, find a recording of running up that hill. Um... <laughs> May I suggest the placebo cover? It's very good. Zebedine's going to, to say, what if you would take me instead? Fitter deal. Let's I take it. I don't want you. <laughs> well, okay, now I'm a little annoyed. What isn't there to want? Wait a minute, though. Okay, let's let's take a step. No, I'll be... Who would serve the party better in defeating and murdering someone? This fate just, just dissed It me. would be you, it would be Silway, and it would be my best friend, Miss Pelican. Okay? <laughs> I really can't do much, you know? If you really sit here and think about it, all I kind of do is take my bat and hit hit around, you know? Hey, um, Mr. Sure, you know, I don't mind sticking around. I've been a jester my whole life. People have laughed at me and, and, uh, I don't know. Doesn't bother me much anymore. Would you, uh, do let me stay here with you? I can cook so well and... We could play lots of games. <laughs> it's a fair deal. You should take it. How, how, how does Shannock feel about cribbage and euchre? <laughs> you have two minutes. Why do you want this one to begin with? The Trevor puppet does not answer your question. And also relevant, it seems to me that we have a, I have no way of knowing that you will fall through on your end of the deal. If we go out and do this thing for you. You have my word. Uh-huh. The word of a fae. Yeah, okay. A- a- anything else? You have one minute. So I cast Shadowblade. I tap myself uh, for <laughs> um, Vigilant Blessing. Okay, everybody, roll for initiative. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Duke, you r- rolled a 10. 15 for Namani. 12 for Zebedine. And so I... Twelve. Asoe pulls out her shadow blade. Trevor falls to the ground in a heap. And then the statue itself seems to sink into the stone, becoming one with it. There's a rumble, and the fountain begins to shift and move and forms into a giant, lumbering stone creature with dull, glowing eyes. All right, I'm sorry I have a question that you love this fella. <laughs> so this is so way she's been hanging on the Trevor like the skids on a helicopter. When, yeah. he, when he falls, does she just like... Yeah, she falls as well. Give me a dexterity check to see how you land. I land terribly. Uh, nine dexterity. Okay, you, you kind of tumble to the ground. You don't hurt yourself, uh, but you manage to kind of roll clumsily out of the way of Trevor. Okay. Had you rolled well, you would have, you know, landed in the hero's pose and been ready to go full Black Widow on everything. But you did not, so. Dang. Okay, that brings us to Namani. All right. We got a big old monstery monster here. Yep. Uh, I'm going to channel my divinity. I level my shield in front of it and uh, presenting my holy symbol. And a sphere of twilight emanates from me. Namani levels her shield and this shroud of twilight emanates from her. 
So this thing's not the only thing that can throw shadow. And I'm going to throw out spiritual weapon. Just bonus action uh, to cast that. So this silver, glittery silvery sword appears. Uh, how far away is our monstery friend? Uh, it's about 15 feet in front of you. It's okay, really yeah. close. It's, it's, yeah, okay. So, so it gets uh, a sword in the face, a silvery sword in the face. Um, when I cast it, I can make a melee spell attack and uh, does a 20 hit? Yes, it does. Okay. It takes 13 force damage. Force damage? Force damage. Uh, just a quick question. Is it considered a magical attack? I, I, I don't... I, it would be weird if it didn't. Yeah. Given that so. it is a okay. floating spectral weapon. Okay, so your sword slashes at the lumbering creature, and it seems to take a small chunk off its shoulder, doing damage to it. That brings us to Silway. All right, so Silway's pissed, and we know what happens when Silway's pissed. Uh, Spirit Guardians comes out. <laughs> So, oh, but she's learned how to control this. She's so. controlling it now. It will not attack her friends. Those spirits are going to flit right around the, the stone creature. And does it, do, does it do its damage when the creature begins its turn in the aura? So, And that's your action, right? That's not a bonus action? It's action? Yeah, that, that's all I can do. She will move closer to it, though. She will go up there to try to tank this thing. She's upset with it. Okay. So way you have five temporary hit points. Ooh. Or sorry, ten, ten temporary hit points. Zebedan. So I assume there's a ceiling on this space? No, there is no ceiling in the space. You're in an open, open courtyard. Okay, cool. Uh, then Zebedine's going to take to the air and uh, try and find a place. He's going to spread his wings and, um, and fly up and try, and try and get some place that's high ground. So this thing is fairly tall, um, but you can't, I mean, you can easily get beyond its reach. And then he will aim his crossbow and fire. Light those runes up along the side. Sebadine's like an anime character. I can just see like the flashing lights and lines behind him as he takes to the air and then his rune crossbow (laughs) lights up and... (laughs) Did I mention the wild blue hair? (laughs) Yeah, sure. And and as he takes off, he goes, <laughs> just kind of freeze frame. Um, okay, I'm guessing a 13 doesn't hit. It does not. Ah, okay. okay, so you shoot your crossbow and you hit him square in the chest, but it just the uh, your bolt breaks and it falls to the ground. Okay, Dookie, it is your turn. Dookie is has at this point taken out his great club. And he is going to just, like, sprint heavy-footed towards this person and try and, like, Looney Tunes hit this guy right over the head. That's a 10 to hit. Unfortunately, you can't quite get high enough to hit him in the head. And your attack misses. That's my turn. (laughs) But you get seven temporary hit points. Thanks. Thank you, thank you. Alright. The creature lumbers forward, and there's this ancient, angry growl that emits from it, almost like the rumbling of the earth itself as it swings at Silway. Silway, what's your AC? 16. It misses you twice 
Excellent. As you dance out of the way of its thundering but slow swipes at you. Gotta love the dex tank. And that brings us back to Namani. What? But one more thing. It began its turn in my aura. Oh, yes, it did. So how much damage does it take? Wisdom saving throw, DC 13. It makes its wisdom save. Then it takes four points of necrotic damage. I rolled for crap okay. on that damage. And just FYI, its speed is halved while it's in the aura. So if it tries to move anywhere besides right in front of Silway, it's slow. Okay. All right. Brings us to Namani. Um, I'm going to cast Bless. And then I will have my Thord uh, attack again. Uh, 25 will hit, won't it? Yes, it will. Another 13 force damage. Okay. That brings us to Silway. So I have once again forgotten how many of my spells are concentration-based. So Silway goes to swing her shadow blade, realizes her hand is now empty, groans in frustration, and <laughs> pulls out her standard necrotic dagger and attacks with that instead. And misses by, well, 15 to hit? No, that will miss. Uh, offhand dagger, the Cetian dagger. 20 plus something. Plus that nine. will hit. 10 damage with that. Wait, sneak attack. Is anyone in five yes. within five feet of this Dookie thing besides me? is within me? melee. Okay, then ten damage, four of which is necrotic. Okay, Zebedine. Is there anything you can perch on up here? Uh, let's let the dice decide. Even or odd? Uh, even. Yes, he finds in one of the corners, um, it looks like it was once a perch for a stone gargoyle, but the gargoyle has long since fallen and shattered on the stone tiles below. To be replaced by me. So Zebedine's gonna, gonna crouch there and take more careful aim this time. And uh, that's a 22. That will hit. He's gonna do, and I can sneak attack. So 10 points of uh, crossbow damage and three points of poison. No, acid, we'll do acid. And then that brings us to Dookie. Dookie is going to do the same thing uh, that he did last time, but hopefully get more of a, a preparatory run in there. Okay, a 20 to hit. A uh, natural 20 or? Uh, no, I rolled a 16 okay. plus 4. All right, still, but that hits. And that would be 5 bludgeoning damage to this guy. Okay, you smack him with your club and, that's, and you see some pebbles break off the side of his arm as you do some damage to him, but it doesn't look like it's doing a lot of damage to him. Mm. And now this creature is going to go after Silway again. Jesus Christ. I always like to hear that. Unless it's like a, a crit. <laughs> no, uh, it's definitely not. It narrowly misses you twice <laughs> as it swings at you. Aww. She taunts it. And now it will take its aura damage. What's the damage, Silway? So DC 13, wisdom save. Uh, it does not make its wisdom save. Then it takes 17 necrotic damage. Are the spirits that are dancing around it noticeably affecting it, or is it shrugging them off? No, it, they are noticeably affecting it. Silway, I would like you to make a wisdom saving throw. 17 plus 2 is 17. Okay. You, as you dance out of the way and begin to feel confident and cocky at what this, at what your spirits and are doing to this thing, 
you begin to see these spirits swirl and sort of coalesce together into a figure that steps forth out of the shadow. Oh, God, here we go. It walks towards you. It raises its finger, and it points at you. You are such a disappointment to me. (gasps) And you look at the angry, graven face of your mother. I knew it. It's going to be psychic mom damage. (laughs) Shannot casts mommy issues. You are frightened. (laughs) Damn it. She sees her mother, and she's like, Oh, good God, I just got away from you. (laughs) I'm trying to fix things. I will get this. I have bigger things to worry about. Go away, Mom. Okay. You are frightened. I am frightened. Uh, So you have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls. And that brings us back to Nomani. I need this thing to make a dexterity check as silver flames leap out of the ground um, all around it. Dance for me, statue. Damn. Uh, what am I trying to beat? Uh, 16 is my DC. It does not beat that. Enjoy 11 radiant damage, please. And then I will take a swipe with my sword, or with my uh, spiritual sword. It's 18 to hit. That will hit. And uh, 6 force damage. Okay, that brings us to Silway. As she's trying to duck this thing's giant stone fists... Uh, she's also yelling at her mother <laughs> and like stamping her foot like mom I'm doing my best Just, this is not the best time <laughs> and she will make a disadvantage distracted swipe at the um, at the fae while she's doing this and of course none of the rest of you see this oh, really? <laughs> but don't but you are blessed only Silway <laughs> sees her mother the rest of you just hear Silway talking to ghosts oh damn it disadvantage uh actually 11 plus 10 that's actually a good thing yeah that'll hit i hit it okay um let's see d4 plus 10 plus 4 plus 3 plus 2 9 plus 10 is 19 damage Oof. so she's arguing with her mom we will deal with this in a minute and then she stops and like stabs the thing in the leg and then goes back to her mom Trust me, you just have to have faith in me. I will be the right daughter that you need. Blah, blah, blah. It's like she's just arguing while swiping and dodging <laughs> this thing. Okay, it is the end of your turn now. Okay. And I remove the frightened effect. Okay. And then mid-sentence, her mother disappears. Well, not so fast. Uh, you still must make a saving throw. You are no longer frightened, but you oh. must make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. 18 plus 2 is 20. Okay. Yes, you are able to banish the image of your mother. Ha! Finally, you listen to me. And then she goes, turns her attention back to the, the archfey that we're fighting. Okay, that brings us to Zebedine. Lock and load. That's a natty 20. That yeah. will definitely hit. Sneak attack. What? That's an artificer. Multi-class artificer. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> did you forget that that's a thing? I did forget the thing. So, uh, 16 from the crossbow bolt and two from the acid. That is enough to kill it. Why don't you tell me what oh, that shit. looks like? He, he aims carefully, and this time he's he's got the head in its in his sights, and, and he fires... And the bolt sort of like 
takes a chunk out of the stone, but the acid then like oozes over and I, the, the crown starts to melt and drip. And there's like this scream and then the statue like crumbles. You hit this shambling stone creature square in the top of the head and the magical acid pours forth and begins to dissolve the rock or at least the bindings and this creature begins to half melt half crumble until it just drops and shatters to the ground and you find yourself you find yourselves in this courtyard the fountain is gone there is stone rubble everywhere and yet you are surrounded by murky twilight. At your feet, Trevor has not stirred, has not moved. Suddenly, the statue rises up from the ground and now stands where the fountain once was. Curious, most curious. I confess you are stronger than I thought you would be. I will give you one last chance. Kill Rogarsith. And that boy is yours. If not, he will be lost forever. That boy is mine. I am not leaving without him. So be it. Behind the statue, inky blackness begins to appear. You can just make it out through the twilighty shadow of the courtyard. And you see the figure of a fox-like being emerge from the statue. A brilliant diadem upon their head. They float backwards, and just before the portal disappears, you could swear that the fox winked at you. The portal vanishes, the shadow disappears, and you find yourselves in a brightly illuminated courtyard in an old, decaying castle. At your feet, Trevor has not moved, has not stirred. He seems to be caught trapped in this state of death, or not quite death. Something in between. Uh, so he kneels over him again and just like tries to wake him up and, and do the same thing as before that didn't work. I assume it still doesn't work. It still does not work. You slap him, you shake him. Right, well then she will try to pick him up and carry him back where they came from. You walk back towards the double doors, which are now closed. You pull them open and inside, you see the vast chamber of a decrepit ancient castle. There's a hole in the roof, and a shaft of sunlight illuminates a broken throne on the opposite side. The hall is empty. Beyond the hole, beyond the walls, you hear the chirping of birds. You can see sunlight. Something happened. Whether it was good or for good or ill remains to be seen. Before leaving the courtyard... She actually will tell Domani, grab the dragon statue. Uh, I'll grab the dragon statue. Okay, Nomani picks up the dragon statue. Don't see any reason not to. <laughs> Are you going to take anything else that's there? Trevor's crossbow's there, and there's a sword there as oh, well. Oh, yeah, I guess I forgot about his weapons. We're not on him. Um, Yeah, grab his things. Grab his things, including that dragon. I think Zebedine's going to take off again and, and fly upwards out of the courtyard, and he, he just wants to see, like... Is there a shadow around? Zebedine kicks into the air, rises up into the courtyard, high above the castle, and looks out at the lands beyond, and he sees that the shadow is gone. All you see below you 
is the decaying ruins, decaying ruins of a once great castle. Far in the distance, you can barely make out a ruined hut, which you can swear only a day ago was once a thriving, if not creepy, workshop. All right, he'll, he'll descend again and, and land next to everyone. Well, looks like we're back, for better or for worse. For the better, I'd say. We got Trevor. Everything's in a very dilapidated state. What about the townsfolk? I wonder that myself. I could not make out the town from uh, from here. Well, let's head there and find out what's going on. I do confess to wondering if the mayor is uh, is uh, back in this world and is still a pillow. <laughs> Probably wishing he was. Probably, yeah. All right, well, let's go to town. Maybe somebody there can help help Trevor, or help us figure out what to do. So, wait, give me an athletics check. Yeah, he's heavy. <laughs> I'll use Tides of Chaos to get advantage on this check, because I want to make sure we can carry Trevor back to town. 22. All right, you have him hoisted over your shoulder, and even though he's dead weight, you're, I don't know, feeling a rush of strength from somewhere. She's the rescuer. She's going to carry him. So, is there anything else you want to do in this, or just head back to town? The thrones, like, are the thrones still there? Are they also Everything sort of is still there, collapsed? but it looks as if it's a thousand years old. Like it's crumbling and ruined and broken. I, I'm gonna I, I'm just gonna say you have not jumped a thousand years in the future if that's So <laughs> <laughs> way lost in time. Damn it, now I can't warn Rotan. <laughs> but now Zebedine can't hunt him. He's he probably died peacefully. <laughs> A, a millennium ago. We'll find his gravestone and it's like, here lies Roton von Bastard, died while falling downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the only other thing I was wondering is, is like where we fought the Red Caps. Is there any evidence of that battle? Because th- that's going to be on our way out too. You make your way down the hill through the forest. You pass the ruined workshop of the insane armorer, blacksmith. And soon enough, you find yourselves in the town of Tian. It, too, looks old and dilapidated and ruined, as if it's just been neglected for hundreds of years. In the courtyard, by the well, where you fought the Redcaps, you see, ancient and faded, a bloodstain upon the ground. I thought that this was a thriving town. Everyone was concerned about the residents, but it doesn't look like there were ever any residents. Because they were, it was a twin, they were, they were twin cities. Twin cities. Did we destroy the town? Let's go find someone and ask them all of our questions. (laughs) Preferably the mayor. Yeah, let's go, let's just go straight to City Hall, whatever. Uh, The City Hall of what, uh, which city? Oh, uh, well this one seems pretty abandoned, right? I guess Uh, we could check it, but. I'm guessing there won't be anything. Yeah, let's check it just just for kicks. <laughs> Is there a giant pillow fort? Oh god, that implies he <laughs> built a fort out of himself and or his friends? What are interns <laughs> for? It's like a human pyramid, but yeah, the pillow version of that. Yeah, we do that too. <laughs> uh, so you're you're searching around the TN the the ruined city? Yeah, if everyone else is amenable. Okay. Yeah. Do you uh, you start poking your way through buildings and you find you know, it it really seems like it's just been abandoned and fallen into ruin, 
as if, again, like, hundreds of years have passed and entropy had its way. You don't encounter any people. You don't encounter any... When you stumble upon books or even, like, the, the poster for the midnight theater that was hanging upon... Um, the billboard on your way through town, uh, it is just as you remember it only several days ago. But it's faded and torn and hanging by a single corner. It doesn't appear that there is a soul, human or animal, anywhere in this town. That it's all just gone. Across the lake, though, you see the bright lights of Tylo. And you see smoke pouring forth from chimneys as if Nothing changed over there. Life goes on, much like it always has. Let's get their perception on what happened. Agreed. So are you going to go see the mayor of Tylo? Yeah, let's go there. Okay, so the group of you walk around the lake, and soon enough you find yourselves on the other side, on the promenade. The torches are lit. You hear children laughing above you in the town proper. A woman calls out, that it's time for dinner. And you slowly make your way up into the town itself, past City Hall, to the mayor's house. And you encounter her much as you had left her a few days before, sitting on the porch in her rocking chair, seemingly oblivious to anything that's happened. Oh, hey, yeah, you're, you're back. Did you, uh, like, did you, like, fix things over there? I'm, like... Maybe we shouldn't have come to the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot this person. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, did you? Oh my god, is that your friend? Is he okay? He is not okay. He needs help. Oh, I'd like, I read a story about that. If you lay him down on a bed, like, maybe if I give him a kiss, he'll, like, wake him up. Do not get anywhere near this, man. This is not a fairy tale. <laughs> and I believe those need true love's kiss anyway, which is not you, so stop it. <laughs> okay, sorry. I didn't know you loved him so much. I don't love him. That's not... That's not what it looks like to me. Do I have zone of truth? No. Okay. <laughs> what? Too bad. Look, he's been cursed. He, we need someone who knows about curses or necromancy or can dispel magic or something. Do you need to get the curse reversed? I need to get the, get the curse reversed. You need a special potion first. What's the special potion? Go to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the butt. Go to the butt. <laughs> so, so uh, nobody, uh, nobody's noticed anybody from the other town. Though. Oh no, are they like back? I, I'd like to go talk to Reginald. Like, oh, uh, I think Reginald's living his best life now. Oh, that's <laughs> good. Hey, um, yo, eh, Mrs. Mayor. So, eh, uh... just Miss Mayor. Like, I'm available. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know anybody who uh, could uh, help out with uh, this uh, situation we got here? Since you're the mayor, you know, you probably know everybody here. Oh, yeah, I know everybody here, but we're like, you know, mostly like it's about tourist trade and the festival. And like, um, we have like an artist's community and... Um, like, I know people, like, if you wanted to do, like, a one-act play, like, I know my brother runs an improv group. I don't know if that'd be helpful. 
What about a wheelbarrow? Do you have one of those in town? <laughs> oh, yeah, I could probably get a wheelbarrow. That would be great. He's getting heavy. What kind of Monty Python shit is this? <laughs> <laughs> Bring out your dad! <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, but in terms of, like, I mean, I don't know, didn't you come on, like, a boat? I don't know. You're, like, big hero types. Why am I figuring this out for you? Like, you could go to Sisha, or, like, you could go to, uh, Tyr. They're, like, very, I guess, wizardy people. Oh, God, it's not Tyr again. Uh, like, I don't know. Alright, we'll figure it out ourselves. I mean, like, I've got some really good, like, I mean, I think you need to, like, chill out. I do not chill out. I mean, I've got some edibles. Would that be? I have those, too. Oh, really? Th- th- we're getting off topic here. <laughs> I need to find a wheelbarrow. And then get back to my ship and find an actual wizard who- or healer who can fix this. Okay, good luck. <laughs> I hate this manor so much. There should be a quest giver like this in every game. Like, <laughs> go over there and do whatever. Yeah, do what, do whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Just kill, leave kill me someone. alone. <laughs> All right, we're gonna, obviously not going not going to get any help here. That's. I mean, like, I'm giving you a wheelbarrow. What else do you want? That's all we need from you, I think. Thank you for the wheelbarrow. The town is out of shadow now. We did our job. Oh well, thank you. Oh well, uh, wh- one other question: Does the name uh, Shadok mean anything to you? Shadok. Um, Something like that. What about Rogar Seath? Oh, like, weren't they that, like, sort of folk pop duo that sang that Metal Man song? I think it's, I think it's time to go. So, like, groans loudly and walks towards a place that sells wheelbarrows. I think it's time to uh, make our exit. Uh, 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 Mayor, it's been a blast from all of us here at, uh, here. So, uh, I think, uh, yeah, we're just going to go back on the boat, okay? Uh, remember, like, next year, um... Uh, we're going back on the boat, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. But, like, yeah, like, the festival will be back, like, next year. Tell your friends. Don't care. Won't do that. <laughs> she, she calls. She's done with it. <laughs> so. so we're headed back to the ship. <laughs> yeah. With a wheelbarrow. Yeah, so the, the group of you... Oh, Pushing gosh. Trevor in the wheelbarrow. It's that freaking tram. <laughs> Climb aboard the gondola. <laughs> oh, gondola, that's right. God, I forgot yeah. about this, too. <laughs> Not a tram. Rise out of the valley, down the slope, and far below you see your ship, still sitting there, at the dock. You climb aboard and prepare for what comes next. Uh, well, that's about enough for now suppose we should leave some yarn to spin for next time. If you're liking the tale so far, wouldn't say no to a bit of kindness. You can leave us a note on your podcast app or drop us a line at multiclasstheater at gmail.com. And if the mood strikes you, you can leave us a little something at patreon.com slash multiclasstheater. A little coin goes a long way and we'd sure be appreciative. Not to worry. We'll keep telling the story till it's done. See you on down the road. Uh, okay, you find yourselves uh, a few doors down outside of a blacksmith shop. You find a wheelbarrow. She dumps Trevor unceremoniously into it. 
Everyone remember to list this under our assets. <laughs> One pimply teenager. Or was that a Princess Bride reference? That was a Princess Bride okay. reference. I got there eventually. All right, well, if this if this is Princess Bride, who's who? I need to know. Hmm. Trevor is the princess. <laughs> Trevor is the princess. I think Dookie is Fezzik. <laughs> Trevor's got to be Wesley, right? Je- Je- uh, Zebedine is uh, yeah. Mandy Patankin's character. And Nigel Montoya. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tre- Trevor's, Trevor definitely has to be Wesley in this situation on account of he's <laughs> completely incapacitated and being shoved around in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Only because Doogie can't carry him in this instance. Which obviously makes Sylvie Buttercup. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can only imagine her as the princess. <laughs> Just, like, stuck in the tower. Oh, someday my true love will come. <laughs>